you finally got your own car. And chances are, your parents still don't understand why you needed it. But you do. That feeling of independence. That feeling of responsibility you want. That feeling only you understand. You may run that car hard, but you treat it good. Real good. Because that's how you keep it running strong. And now the Bang Podcast Network presents the Spawn Ranch Dance Party with the Spawn Ranch Boys. It's Radio Free Bakersfield. And now here's your host, Jorge, on the Spawn Ranch Dance Party, part of the Bang Podcast Network. Sorry, Jorge split to go surfing, but you got me, your favorite Canadian and man about town, Rich D, sitting in to host this special Top Fuel edition of Radio Free Bakersfield. That's right, if you dig hot rods, and I know you do, then wake up the kids and gather around the radio set because I'll be spinning some boss tunes you won't want to miss. Go ahead, put your nose right up to the speakers. You can almost smell the burning rubber. Enough talk, let's light them up, baby.
can take that croissant out of your butt now because Radio Free Bakersfield is on piratenradio.ch. So go get another croissant and stick it up there too. In case you jumped ahead, you're listening to a special Hot Rod edition of Radio Free Bakersfield with me, Rich D, filling in for Mr. Hay. In that first set, you heard Dick Dale with Wild Wild Mustang, and right after that was one of my favorites, the one and only Mr. Chuck Berry with my Mustang Ford. Here's a cool Canadian connection about Mustangs. The very first Mustang that rolled off the assembly line was a convertible. Ford had intended to truck it across Canada on a tour of dealerships, but a Ford dealer in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, accidentally sold it to an airline pilot uh, named Stan Tucker. Stan drove it about 10,000 miles and then traded it back to Ford, but he didn't trade it on just any car. It was the one million and first Mustang built, a 1966 model, assembled in Dearborn, Michigan. The very first convertible, that first Mustang that rolled off the line, it's on display at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn if you want to go see it. And keeping with the Ford theme, after those Stang songs, we heard the astronauts with 55 Bird. 55 was the first year of production for the T-Bird. T-Bird was Ford's reply to the Corvette. It might not have taken the vet on the quarter mile, but it outsold the vet by 24 to 1 ratio. Although I'm not sure if that would have happened if they would have chosen some of the other names that they were considering for the T-Bird. Like the Beaver, the Hepcat, the Detroiter, Arturus, the Coronado, Apache, Hawaiian, Fordette, the Tycoon, El Tigre. Yikes. Let's hear about some Chevys next. Washed off the wax, now she's sharper than a cat. Matter really stokes on my little stick moment. From the Atlantic Sea, forward to the coast. My little stick moment. For all the wax, it's gotta be the most. My little stick moment. All the guys want from there the latest fan Classy steel footy, she drives me mad My little stick, oh man My little stick, oh man Big stick on the column, with it overdrive? My little stick, oh man When I pop the clutch, she really comes alive My little stick, oh man Sharper than a cat, 
back, gearheads. You're listening to Rich D throwing down some special high-octane tunes this week on a special hot rod edition of Radio Free Bakersfield. We started that set off with Little Stick Nomad by the Superstocks. Then we got a double dose of GTOs with Go Go GTO by Carol and Cheryl. Then we have to slow that GTO down with the all bluesy slow down GTO by Joe Lewis Walker. We wrapped it all up with Ramones and Go Little Camaro Go. The Nomad badge was used by Chevrolet off and on between 1955 to 1972. But when people say Nomad, they're talking about the two-door models of 1955, 56, and 57. The Nomad actually started out as a Corvette wagon, which was pretty cool. It was a concept car. You can Google that if you like. And uh, in the end, GM thought they could sell more cars if they based it on the popular Bel Air model. But uh, for my money, that Corvette model is pretty cool. In terms of the GTO, here's a story on how the GTO was born. The GM had banned all its divisions from any involvement in auto racing, and some of their young engineers weren't too uh, hip to that. Uh, so they decided to uh, turn their attention to improving the street performance of their production cars. They decided to take the Tempest model and hot rod it with a big block 389. They added a four-barrel carb, dual exhaust, chrome valve covers, and an air cleaner. Threw in a floor-mounted three-speed manual Hurst shifter, stiffer suspension. Threw some red line tires on there, hood scoops, and special badging, and the GTO was born. In terms of the Chevy Camaro, the launch of the Chevy Camaro was completely bizarre. Everyone in the, in the automotive press knew that Chevy was working on an answer to the popular Mustang, and it was codenamed the Panther. So at the press release, everyone was expecting a car called the Panther or some sort of cat-like thing. In the end, they, they announced that the name of the car was the Camaro, to which one of the reporters said, What's a Camaro? And one of the gym executives didn't miss a step and he said, It's a small, vicious animal that eats Mustangs. Next up, another one of my favorite bands singing about another popular vehicle that characterized the surf and hot rod culture. Coming right up on Radio Free Bakersfield. Well, if you ever go down to where the big cars go, you can ask anybody cause they all know that there's one wild woody that's a really neat. She's a roller cam, a blown fueling machine. She's big, big, bad, bad, my woody. She's a full house scavenger with racing slicks. And when I'm lighting the skins, I really get my kicks. So, well, she's chopped in a channel, then she's stroked and bored. A big lumber daddy with a four on the floor. She's big, big. Bad, bad, my Woody A roller cam, overblown, fueling machine And really whales coming out of the gate I can hit second gear while you're still laying rubber in Buddy, by that time it's too late Upper-blown fueling machine That really wails coming out of the gate I can hit second gear While you're still laying rubber in But if by that time it's too late So you better think twice Cause you're wasting my time When you come around messing with that booty of mine Cause you walk right over those Benny suits The stingrays, caddies, and the little dude scoops He's big, big, bad, bad, my woody She's big, big, bad, bad, my woody
Freunde, Berliners, Zerikers, Radio Fried Bakersfield is now on piratenradio.ch, you Schweinehund. I won't listen. We have ways of making you talk and listen. Oh, I guess you can't listen now. Hey, little Cobra, don't you know you're gonna shut them down? I took my Cobra down to the track. Everyone was there just a waiting for me There were plenty of stingrays and XKs Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Hey little cobra don't you know you're gonna shut them down When the flag went down you could hear a bird burn The stingray had me going into the turn I hung a big ship and I got into high And when I flew by the stingray I waved bye-bye Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Hey little cobra don't you know you're gonna shut them down Around the far turn and I straight away I was blowing off everything that got in my way The stingrays and jags were so far behind I took my cobra out of gear and lay close to the line Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Spring little cobra getting ready to strike Spring little cobra with all your might Hey little cobra don't you know you're gonna shut them down We're back on this tricked-out edition of Radio Free Bakersfield with your host, me, Rich D, sitting in for Jorge this week. We started out that set with My Woody by one of my all-time personal faves, The Trash Man. After that, we heard Three Bad Jacks with Brand New Cadillac. There must be more songs written about Cadillacs than any other car, and when I think of Cadillacs, I think of that pinnacle of automotive design excess. Yeah, you know it, the 1959 Caddy with those huge fins and double bullet taillights. That iconic design was courtesy of Hardy Earl, who also designed the Corvette. Following that, we heard Hey Little Cobra, classic hot rod song, classic car. That song was recorded October 15, 1963 by the Rip Chords, who were a, mainly a vocal group, but music on that one provided by, you know, the Wrecking Crew. Here's a really cool story about the album cover of that album. The album cover featured a 1963 Shelby Cobra, it was one of only two built for the 1963 12 Hours of Sebring race. In 2005, Larry Miller, who was a pretty well-known Cobra aficionado who had over 13 Cobras, he outbid the deep, deep pockets of filmmaker George Lucas to acquire that very car on the album cover. Now, why did George Lucas want that car? Because he was the original designer of that color scheme on that car. All right, Wopar fans, you have waited long enough. Time for some songs for you, right here on Radio Free Bakersfield. Little barracuda, don't I have some fun now? 
over, baby. We got work to do. It's the Spawn Ranch Dance Party in Radio Free Bakersfield. regular listeners that last set was brought to you by the colors orange lime green and purple do you remember when you first saw those cars on those mopars that was definitely one of those automotive love it or hate it moments we started that set off with bite bite barracuda by buddy randall great song and we added the hang tan hangman with plymouth barracuda the plymouth barracuda started out as a trumped up valiant the most remarkable thing about those first generation barracudas was a massive wraparound rear slash side window it wasn't until the third generation of Barracudas from 1970 to 1974 when the car really hit its stride. Barracudas came stock with 335 horsepower 383 motor, but you can go up from that. You can add, you can go to the 375 horsepower four barrel, you can go to the 390 horsepower six barrel, or you can just drop in the big granddaddy 425 horsepower 426 Hemi. That's a lot of horsepower for a car that Plymouth executives were originally going to call the Panda, believe it or not. After that, we heard the Roadrunner theme song, everybody knows that one, by, written by Barbara Cameron. We followed that right up with Roadrunner by the Defenders. By 1968, many car enthusiasts thought that muscle cars were moving away from their roots, as cheap, fast cars, as more and more options and emphasis on style and comfort were driving up the prices. Plymouth already had a muscle car in the GTX, but they decided to introduce a new back-to-the-roots muscle car. 
The only direction that their engineers were given was that it had to run a 14-second quarter mile and it had to cost under $3,000. They met those targets and the Roadrunner was born in 1968, but they needed a name. Plymouth paid Warner Brothers $50,000 for the use of the name and likeness of the cartoon Roadrunner. They also invested another $10,000 in R&D to develop a signature beep beep horn. That car was powered by a Roadrunner V8, which was basically the 383 with a high-performance cam, making 335 horsepower. But for an extra $417, Plymouth would drop in the 426 Hemi. And if you find out what those are worth today, that would have been a pretty good investment. Rounding out that set was Super B by the Aquaholics. The Super B was a continuation of the low-priced, high-performance line from Dodge based on the Roadrunner. The name comes from the B chassis that the car is built on. I remember the first time I saw one of these. It was outside my house and this guy pulls up to the stop sign in his gleaming new car with that rear quarter panel stripe with that really super cool Super B logo. He saw I was digging his ride, he smiled and he lit him up right there on the street corner. I was about 8 or 9 years old at the time and that was just about the coolest thing I had ever seen. Anyway. Some more great tunes are coming. They're pulling up to the line. Let's watch them run. Dusty from the Sonics, and you are listening to Radio Free Bakersfield.
Rich D here, sitting in for Mr. Hay. We started out with uh, Boss Hoss by the Sonics. Now, I'm going to need some Mustang aficionados out there to help me out with this one. I remember having a 1969 silver Boss Hoss Hot Wheels car, but I don't actually remember there ever being a Boss Hoss model from Ford. Or is it that their Boss 429s were referred to as the Boss Hoss? I'm not sure, but uh, regardless, 
It was a cool tune by the Sonics and uh, definitely one of my favorite Hot Wheels cars. After that, we had the Surf Piranhas with Do the El Camino. The El Camino was definitely another one of those love it or hate it vehicles. It came out two years after the Ford Ranchero and uh, it was also designed by Hardy Earl, by the way. Now, the first run of the El Caminos, they were only produced in 1959 and 1960, and then Chevy discontinued it because of low sales. They took another shot in 1964 with the second generation of El Caminos, and they came out as a variant on the Chevelle, and some of them were even called Chevelles. They had the Chevelle badging. They kept making them until 1987, but the fourth and fifth generations from 1972 on were hideous, pretty much like every other car produced in that era. Now, I couldn't put together a hot rod show without including my all-time favorite custom car, Ed Big Daddy Roth's Beatnik Bandit. So we heard the song of the same name that was performed by Canada's Blue Demons. I still have my Blue Hot Wheels Beatnik Bandit from when I was a kid. Now, one of my favorite things about hot rod songs is that not only do people actually write songs about their, about their cars, they actually wrote songs about specific engines. Now, if you want evidence of the significance of car culture, that should give you a clue. Let's hear some of them run. You've heard of jalopies, you've heard the noise they make But let me introduce my new Rocket 88 Yes, it's straight, just one way Everybody likes my Rocket 88 Baby, we'll ride in style, moving all along Smart and designed, black convertible top, and the gals don't mind. Sporting with me, riding all around town for joy. Blow your horn, Raymond, blow! And don't be late, baby, we're pulling out about half past eight Going round the corner and get a bill Everybody in my car's gonna take a little nip Move on out, oozing and cruising along Big Black 49 In a hundred 
hundred mile wind I can really wail I'll be riding those tidal waves up on the sand And when I get there I'll do a wheelie stand I'm gonna drag on a surface with my 409 My lean, mean, thinking rock 409 I'm gonna drag on a surface with my 409 My lean, mean, thinking rock 409 Nothing can reach her, nothing can reach my Hanging tin on the bumper, got a wild locomotion. Shooting the curl, I'll be dragging the sea. No other surfer's gonna take me. Gonna drag all the surfers with my four on nine. I mean, Spawn Ranch Dance Party in Radio Free Bakersfield. Dance, goddammit. Forget about your Hemis and your GTOs. I've got a new machine and she really goes. When I pass you on the drag strip, you'll know darn well. Been beaten by a porcupine, VHFL. Jacking it up now, you better be quick. Nothing can outrun my SS396. Lots of chrome goodies sitting under the hood She looks real pretty like a tough one should On her red line tires, she sits real mean She's the coolest hot one you've ever seen Cruising the highway, I get my kicks Everybody's digging my SS396 Placement set. In that set, we heard Rocket 88 by Jackie Branston. Then we heard Finkrod 409 by Mr. Gasser and the Weirdos. We followed that up with SS 396, one of my all time favorite hot rod songs by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Rocket 88 refers to Oldsmobile's big block engine that was the first mass produced engine to feature overhead valves. The 88 part of Rocket 88 comes from the name of the model, the 88. The other distinction of this motor is it was the very last V8 in production to be carbureted, that last year being 1990. The iconic 409 engine was one of GM's new big block engines that was developed in the early 60s to match the increasing size and weight of vehicles that it had on the drawing board. It debuted in the 1961 Impala SS and it made 360 horsepower with a single furrow barrel car. The next year GM upped the horsepower with the addition of a second four barrel carb and with some camshaft and lifter modifications the year after that, they improved horsepower to 425 horsepower. Thanks to the Beach Boys, everyone knows the 409. 
The 396 engine was one of GM's second generation of big block engines, which were later known as the Rat Motors. These second generation big blocks had reshaped combustion chambers and improved placement of valves and spark plugs to produce boost performance. The 396 was a replacement for the 409 and first appeared in the 1965 in both the Corvette and the Chevelle. GM handed out 45s of the song SS396 as promo items and the song on the flip side, Corvair Baby. Well, the sun is going down at the RFB track and the cars are back in the trailers and the pit crews have all gone home. Time to jump in your 455 rocket and head back home. the end of another special edition of Radio Free Bakersfield. I'm your host, Rich D, signing off until next time. 
on this special hot rod edition of Radio Free Bakersfield. I'd like to thank Mr. Hay for letting me grab the wheel of the big RFB machine and letting me take her out for a spin. Until next time, pasta. You've been listening to the Spawn Ranch Dance Party. Give me something to cry about, you little pussy. Join us next time for the Spawn Ranch Dance Party in Radio Free Bakersfield. Radio Free Bakersfield. The Bang Podcast Network.